Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rise Up episode number 75. We've already made it to episode number 75. Something that was supposed to be once or twice a week has already seen 75 sunrises. We've had 75 days of worshiping together outside of just a few minutes like we do on uh, Live from America. And it couldn't be, it couldn't have worked out better. It couldn't have worked out better. And not only couldn't have, couldn't it have not worked out better for all of our salvation and all of our daily lives. But look at the ability to be able to get a sponsor for a God-based God-centered, Jesus-driven podcast that actually covers all the bills for a month for our Christian school that our kids go to. What a blessing. What an absolute blessing by God. Shelly Rose says, Jeremy got a haircut. Yes, I did. I saw the tornado that ripped through uh, 33 dead. I saw that, Covey. I saw that. Very, very sad. Very sad. Already shared and liked. Thank you, Crafty Peddler. Thank you so much. Uh, let's pop on the Rumble Chat. Let's. It's Monday morning, so let's pop on the Rumble Chat, and let's see our beautiful, wonderful Rise Up LFA family today. Let's see what we got here. We've got Garko in the building. How are you? Harry Girl 21. Harry Girl 21, not Harry Girl. <laughs> Mustache, good morning. El Dooley, Cat 352, Laterer. Buckbusters, T. Mitchell, Shelly, how you doing? Cat352, thank you very much. Eileen Jimenez, thank you very much. Jimenez, thank you. Uh, Majorva, how are you? Susie Q is in the building. Mima, Becky, and Amanda's here. MD Norton, Zena, Grammy Love, good to see you this morning. Mary, I am. Thank you for the 75. Well, thank you for the 75 as well. We're all here, says Larry. I love my Larry Reha. I'm so glad. I'm so glad to see him this morning. Leslie says, present. She's in church, ladies and gentlemen. We're taking people to church here on LFA uh, Morning Show. Rise up. So thank you for joining in. Bad Moon is in the building. Leslie is here. How are you? Thank you very much. Hi, Angel. Thank you for joining in. Thank you for being at church. Calloween is here. Says uh, she sent me a new, uh, uh, a new drawing. She was the one who drew the, uh, the Mean Gene, Obscene, Kareem, Garbage Pail Kid picture. So I can't wait to get that. Bobby Mannion, thank you for the bright rise and shine $25 donation to our network and to our cause. I really appreciate you. Vicki from Tennessee, thank you for joining in on church this morning. We've got Pearl, 60, uh, Pearl 6 says, Jeremy, my birthday was Saturday and you got sheared. Yes, I did get sheared. I did get a haircut. So whose birthday was it? Pearl, happy belated birthday to you. Happy belated birthday to you. Happy belated birthday, dear Pearl. Happy birthday to you. Annie says, this is my church. Well, God bless, and let's rise up together. So today, folks, for episode number 75, I titled it, Your Promotion Will Come With a New Name. Your promotion will come with a new name. We just now figured out what our names meant. We just now figured out what our names meant. And we're going to get new names. That's right. That's right. 100% true. So, the idea behind naming today's show, 
your promotion will come with a new name, is to highlight just how temporary this earth is. Just how temporary everything that we've ever known actually is. I saw a video yesterday, and it has nothing to do with, with um, you know, with what we're talking about today, but it does, uh, the, the symbolism is there. And the video was this. It says, what happens after you die? And I'm like, oh, they got me. I mean, that was the title of the, of the short clip. And I was on, uh, I believe it was Instagram. It said, uh, what happens after you die? Now, I thought it was going to be something related to heaven or hell. But it wasn't. It was talking about what happens when you die here. And it said 30 minutes after you die, your loved ones are in shock. 24 hours after you die, all of your family's been notified. A week or two after you die, your family has a funeral. Somewhere in that range. Could be a few days, up to two weeks. Your family has a funeral or services. And during that funeral or services, your family will all cry because they're thinking of lives, of a life that they lived with you. You'll also be getting phone calls from people in your family that say they can't make it because there was an emergency that day. 30 days after you die, your spouse and your family will start getting back into the swing of things. Start watching TV. They'll start laughing at jokes again. That doesn't mean they're going to forget you. But after a good few months, pretty much the world has forgotten all about you. They'll remember you. Your family will remember things that you said and did forever. But pretty much the world goes on. And the moral of the story is you spend your entire life trying to please people or trying to, to, to put yourself in a position because you're worried about what others think of you. And you spend your whole life trying to become something so that other people will notice, acknowledge, or accept whoever you are. And six months after you're dead, nobody really ever remembers anything about you. They'll go and visit your grave once in a while. But the moral of the story was, why do you spend your whole life trying to please the people that are going to forget about you in no time after you die, and not spending your whole life trying to please the person that you're going back to that you're going to spend eternity with? It was a great, amazing short clip that I saw. I did not expect it at all. So yes, there's going to be a few people in the chat that go, I'll always remember my loved one. I never stop thinking of them. That's not the moral of the story, and that's not the reason for telling the story. The story is the world goes on without you, and sooner or later, people pretty much forget who you are and everything you ever did. Unless you're like a George Washington or somebody like that. But God never forgets. So we should start trying to please Him, because He's the one that we're going back to, not the one that we're leaving. Amen? So it was a really great story, and I just wanted to share that with you before we started today. Um, let's, go to, let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. And then today's going to be kind of everywhere. Like, I've got a lot of different things to touch on because it's Monday, and a lot of things happened this weekend. Okay? I even decided to go back to doing ranting again on social media 
Probably not something that compares well with what I'm trying to do right now at 9 a.m. However, some people just got to get things out. So I went live all weekend long on Instagram. There's really no other place for me to go. I guess I could go live on Twitter and Getter. But there's just, I don't have any following on Getter or Twitter. And, and Getter's just turned, ever since uh, Getter has sold to the Chinese and Jason Miller is out of Getter, which a lot of you probably didn't know. Um, we saw that coming. We saw that coming, which is why we went exclusive to Rumble months before the fall of Getter. Because we saw that coming. But not only for that, because we wanted to spend 100% of our attention in one space and not in all these different spaces. So I just don't have really, I don't, I don't have Facebook so and I don't have YouTube. So there's very limited options where I can go live from my mobile phone. And you can't really do that on, on Rumble yet. But by the way, yes, Getter is now owned by a Chinese company and Jason Miller is out. I'm surprised he didn't announce that to everybody, which he should have, but it was part of the deal. So I don't know if you guys use Instagram, but you, if you do have Facebook, then you should have Instagram just for that fact, right? I'm not saying it's not a woke company. It is. But for some reason, they don't bother me over there, even though I'm banned from their parent company. And they verified me this weekend. How weird is that? How weird is that? Um, yeah, Getter. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame about Getter. So anyway, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then let's get to rise up. Okay, here we go. Lord and Heavenly Father, Lord and Heavenly Father, help us understand today how temporary this world is. While we give our morning devotional to you, while we give you all of our attention and humble ourselves before you, Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, Please help us, Lord. Please give us heavenly wisdom to keep in our thoughts during this whole show just how temporary all of this is. How temporary this show is, this network, me, everybody who's watching it, even their names that you gave us here on earth. Lord, the more we understand just how temporary everything is, the more we focus on what's eternal. And there's only a few options for what's eternal. And you are at the center of that, Lord. Help us understand that. Help us also understand for the churches out there that are breaking off from churches and making their own church. Let them also understand that repentance is needed for salvation. There are so many churches out there who are preaching today that repentance is not needed, only forgiveness. But you cannot have one without the other. Lord, help us stay grounded and on the narrow path while the churches continue to break up into smaller church uh, communities and go against everything you ever taught. Help us stay grounded. Help us understand what we're here to do and where we're going. And not only who we are, but whose we are. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hold on a second. Hello? Yes, I'm actually uh, in, some, in something really busy right now. Um, can you please call um, uh, 603-477-1008? That's my wife, Sabrina. Thank you. Okay. 
Bye-bye. All right, folks, sorry about that. That was something that I needed to take care of. Um, so I had to turn off, the, uh, turn off the mic so you guys didn't all hear my wife's phone number. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, I thought it was Jesus calling for a minute, too. Um, I thought it was Jesus calling for a minute, too. Hold on, i got to text my wife real quick. Um, okay, sorry about that, folks. Sometimes life calls. So, um, so yeah, getting back to that, uh, staying grounded. So, before we get into one minute prayer for dads, I want to talk to you a little bit about church yesterday because in church yesterday, we were talking about how so many churches are preaching that repentance is not needed that god will forgive without repentance what a crock of crap talk about leading people down the wrong path they're literally these these woke churches are now telling people that we don't need to repent that god will forgive us because he knows what's in our heart we don't need to voice our repentance how wrong is that how wrong is that and we were also Think, you know, having discussion, and, and I was talking uh, about these churches, um, and I was talking about these churches that have these rainbow flags out front and saying, we accept everybody and love everybody. Well, why not just have a poster outside your uh, church that says that? Why has it got to be a rainbow flag? You understand what I'm saying? That would, like be, that would be like putting a, a flag of a murderer strangling somebody and saying, our doors are welcome to even murderers. That would be like putting a, 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 a flag or a poster outside of your church um, depicting somebody lying and saying, we accept all liars into our church. Or that would be like putting a flag of a spouse cheating on her uh, husband or wife, cheating on their husband or wife, and saying, oh, we accept all adulterers. You see what I'm saying? So what these woke churches will try to uh, argue uh, with the fact that they put up these um, rainbow flags and, uh, and, 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 and saying that this goes to show that we love homosexuals so that they will come to our church. Well, church in itself, Christianity in itself, being a follower of Christ alone by default says that you are all going to open your arms up to all sinners. Because the fact, the very fact that we're all in church lets the world know that church accepts sinners because we're all sinners. There's not a single one of you that is in that church that is not a sinner. So why do they single out the homosexual community? Well, they do it, one, because they want the world, it's virtue signaling. We do not discriminate like other Christians do like Christ would have. But if these churches had any brain in their head and they knew anything about the Bible, they would know that Jesus ate with the sinners, hung out with the sinners, did not hang out with the people that needed him to be there, although everybody did, but he was with the people that needed him the most. Hi, Paul and Rossi. How you doing, brother? So by default, yes, we open our arms up to homosexuals. By default, yes, we open our arms up to liars and cheaters and blasphemers and adulterers. 
By default, that's what the Christian relationship stands for. So these churches that decide to virtue signal are no different. Okay? They are no different than the 70 and 80 year old white liberal who have never had a black friend in their life in the middle of rural Vermont who've got a Black Lives Matter sign on their yard and a trans flag outside their home and they've never met a black person and never met a trans person. That is there for only the people that drive by to go, oh, look at them, they're inclusive. Church, Jesus Christ himself is the pinnacle of inclusivity. He is the pinnacle of opening your arms to everybody. So when you see this crap going on on the outside of churches to try to virtue signal, that's all it's there for. That is all it's there for. And here's what I would ask. I would go and I would ask the pastor and the people of that church, how many homosexuals have come here since you put a rainbow flag up outside? How many have come and said, oh, thank God I can come here now because you're accepting of the gays? I'd like to know how many. And then I would like to single them out and literally question them and say, did you come here because they had a rainbow flag up outside? Do you feel safe now that Jesus will not beat you? Or that these Christians will not martyr you and crucify you because you're gay? It's all so lame. It's all so lame. Let's get to one minute prayer for dads. Thank you, Salty Debbie. She says, I like your shirt and vest. Do you know that there are people out there that will never trust a man who wears a sweater vest? Because they say they're car salesmen, which I was one before as well. Let's get into the danger of high places. The danger of high places. And we're going to be reading from page 75 from the book One Minute Prayer for Dads. Okay? We're going to be reading from 1 Kings 3 3. If you have your Bibles with you, please open up to 1 Kings 3 3. Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statues, statutes, excuse me, of David his father. Only he sacrificed and made offerings at the high places. 1 Kings 3.3 3. The high places in the Old Testament were where the enemies of Israel worshipped their foreign gods. Knowing such places of false worship would be a trap for his people, God commanded the Israelites to tear down the high place altars. Solomon, King David's son, started off well with the Lord. But then he disobeyed God and took himself foreign wives who turned his heart away after other gods. As your children grow, they will face many foreign gods in their culture. There will be high place altars to which they may be tempted to turn. This must not be. As a father, pray and protect your children from the attraction of false gods. I've got a story for that, but let's finish this. Lord God, what a mess Solomon made his life by turning from you. Father, I pray for my kids. I ask you to protect them from the lure of the culture's false ideologies that, when followed, bring only disaster. TikTok, OnlyFans, Snapchat, 
I pray too that you will keep me from such idolatry. I pray for my descendants for generations. Keep our lineage true. You owe God. Thank you, Miranda Dolan, for the $10 donation. I appreciate you. False gods. False, false gods and, idolat and idolatries. And idolaters. I'm going to get real personal here, and i got to tell you a story. And I know that my, my family isn't going to like me doing this because they don't like how personal I get sometimes. But this is my journey with Jesus. And admitting things to you guys is nothing different than admitting things to God. You are my heavenly family, so I'm going to say them because they need to be said. Okay? One of my daughters right now is having a very, 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 very hard time with sexual curiosity. We'll put it that way. And I'm not saying she's doing anything. She's not... She's not physically doing anything with any boy or anything like that. But she's very curious to the point where we have to monitor our children like hawks. And the minute we don't monitor them, i.e. have restrictions digitally that we can set for anything that's in the house, we don't let them have phones, they don't have iPads, they don't have iPods, they don't have computers. But these kids grew up in a digital world. They know how to literally... Do anything with anything. I swear kids today could send naked pictures over a Game Boy if you gave it to them. Moving on. So my daughter right now is having a very hard time with sexual curiosity, which leads to sin. And so much so that I said to her this weekend, do you know that you don't have to be worshipping an actual physical golden calf or a god to be worshiping a god and she said what do you mean i said the bible says anything that your heart desires more than a relationship with jesus is a god it is something that you're worshiping it could be money it could be sex it could be lust it could be control it could be owning real estate and land you don't have to be worshiping another god or praying to another god or a golden calf to have your golden calves. She started understanding a little bit more. I said, we went through a lot of the libraries of streaming services that we have. And we saw garbage, 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 garbage. Now, it's very hard when you don't have cable in 2023 to not have streaming services outside of PureFlix. I wish PureFlix had more stuff on it. Some streaming services we still have on some of the TVs in our house. And what our daughter was doing was accessing these, even though there are locks on these, digital locks that we put on them, because these kids know everything. They just can do anything that they feel like doing digitally. I don't get it. And what I showed her was hours and hours and hours of her attention spent on lustful curiosity. That is a God. You are praying and bowing down to a God. So what do we do as parents? Well, we get rid of even more access to that stuff. But it's never going to stop them. They go to friends. They go to their other parents that they have. 
because we weren't married before we had children, which is another problem that you're setting yourself up for in life. But I had to explain to her that where your heart's desires are, that is your golden calf. It's your golden calf. And it's, and it's, some, and it's a struggle that you're always going to have to deal with as a parent, no matter how God-centered your life is. It's just that simple. Whatever your heart desires more than God is your God. And I had to explain that to her. And she understands a little bit better now. She understands a little bit better now. I see a lot of people asking about Getter on here. Uh, what I said was about, about Getter was, and this is my problem with people like, like, look, Jason Miller's a decent guy. I've had him on the show many times. Many times. I could text him right now and he would text me back. But when you are the face of a company that ends up selling ownership and decision-making power to Chinese companies and you do not announce it, that's a problem for me. And I'm not saying that we should hate on Jason Miller. What I am saying is that Getter is now owned by Chinese companies. And I'm not saying that all Chinese people are bad. Look at Ava Chen. We had her on the other day. But she wants to literally take down the CCP. Not sell out to CCP owned companies or companies that can be easily manipulated by the CCP, and that is now Getter. And some people say, how do you know this, Jeremy? Because people that work inside Getter that I worked with in order to be a content creator there, who had one of the most large enga largest engaged channels on the, on the platform, reached out to us a week after they sold and said, boy, did you guys have insight. God must have really been working in your lives. And I said, what do you mean? And they said, well, when you guys went exclusive to Rumble and, and everybody here was saying, no, please don't go, this one guy, I won't mention, mention his name, said, oh, man, please go because we know it's about ready to happen. They knew it was going to sell before we did. We just left for other reasons, but now we know why God had us leave Getter, at least from doing live shows or live broadcasting. So you see, folks, there's a lot of things going on in this world that we think are good that are not. Take Ron DeSantis, for example. I've taken a lot of heat over this weekend, but I put myself in that position to take that heat on purpose because people need information. Information is everything, which is why Rise Up has become such a popular show, which is why we constantly get over a 1,000 people watching live because they want information about their everlasting life and about the temporary parts of this world. And without this information, you're just lost. I want to read from One Year with Jesus in the Gospels from March 26th. We're going to be reading from Luke 6.38. Uh, and by the way, folks, leading up to Easter, Luke is by far my favorite book of the, of the Gospels. If you're talking about leading up to Easter, I just love Luke so much. I love Luke so, so much. And this is titled, More Than Just Sowing and Reaping. Luke 6.38 says, 
Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet withal, it shall be measured to you again. This verse reveals one of God's cardinal laws that will work in the spiritual realm as well as in the physical world. Just as we give seed into the ground to receive multiple seeds in return, so it is with everything that we give. Whether it's money, possessions, or emotions such as love or hate, prayers or our time, we will reap a harvest of whatever we give. It's what the Normies call karma, but it really just comes from the Bible. We reap exactly what we sow and proportional to the same measure that we give. Galatians 6, 7, and 8. He, wit, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Bountifully. This law works on positive or negative things that we sow. The same way that we can escape the law of gravity by using greater laws of thrust and lift. The negative things that we have given don't have to come back to us if we apply the greater law of forgiveness. Likewise, the good things that we have sown can be voided if we don't continue in well-doing. God is our source, but God uses people. If we pray for finances, God is not going to make counterfeit currency and put it into our wallets. That's an amazing analogy, parable, metaphor, whatever you want to call it. That's an amazing statement right there. Let me read that one more time. If we pray for finances, God is not going to make our counterfeit currency and put it into our wallets. He will use people to get the money to us. So it is not always as, as simple as praying for money and receiving it the next minute. We need to believe that the Lord hears us and answers our prayers and then pray for the people he's going to use to deliver the answer. Now this could mean any number of people such as your employer or the people who buy your goods. Ultimately, God is your source. Trust him. So, it reminds me of the little joke that I heard a few months ago, and I'll probably get it wrong, but let me, let me kind of remember this and, and, and say it if I can. And that is this. There was two people, um, one lady who was a God-fearing, God-loving woman, and her neighbor who was an atheist. An atheist, excuse me. And every single morning, that woman would sit on her porch and pray for God to provide the food that she needed throughout the day because she was broke and she didn't have a lot of money. So every day she'd be on her porch and she would pray for God to provide food for her life. So the atheist, being the atheist that he was, and thinking only an atheist way, decided to go buy the groceries that she needed so that he could give them to her and say, See, God didn't answer your prayers, but I did. I, without God, heard you praying, and I, the atheist, went to the grocery store, and I, the atheist, spent my atheistic money and bought stuff for you and got in my atheistic car and drove my atheistic gas 
all the way to your house, and I, the atheist, am the one who provided for you, not God. And she says, wow, God is so powerful that he heard my prayer so much that he even got the devil to buy my groceries. Thank you, and God bless you. God uses the most unlikely people to fulfill the most miraculous events on this planet. And you don't have to look any further than Paul, formerly Saul, or myself. Look where I was. Look what I am. Now, I am not perfect, and I am not even close to being probably as close to Jesus as most of you all are. But there's been a transformation, and not one where I cut off my genitals. Thank you, God. My God is so powerful, he even made the devil buy my groceries. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Ah, it's incredible. Prayers, healing, and blessings for whomever is in need through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, says Zena. Jeremy, you have to make sure that you have chatbot on Telegram. Your channel has a lot of them. We've done all of that. It doesn't matter. Chatbots don't work very well. There is one way to stop them, though. Stop the, stop the ability to chat at all. I spent hours on Telegram and even make other people admins that say, I know how to fix this, and they couldn't even fix it. So I'm not going to spend that time on Telegram. I'll just keep posting and guess we'll have to deal with the, the bots. Don't use Telegram as a way for us to, to conversate if that, you know, because that's the problem. Uh, we'll use other ways to, to have conversation. But yes, I agree. Telegram is ridiculous when it comes to the bots. And we have, we've had four different chatbots on there, and none of them have stopped it. So, um, I've been watching The Chosen, says Jax. I have no idea how frustrating the disciples were. I would have done my best to stay away from them, but Jesus asked them to follow him everywhere he went. Oh, they were like children. They were really children. I hate Telegram, says 1776. Well, I actually, if it wasn't for Telegram, I wouldn't be here today. Telegram is one of the only places I could run to when I was completely voided out of existence when it came to social media. So I don't hate them. I just wish they'd get their stuff together. I love The Chosen. So do I. The Chosen does a very good job. The Chosen does a very good job. If you've not done so yet, please reach down right below where I'm pointing right now and click that thumbs up. If the thumbs up is white and black, white with a black background, then you've not done your job today. And your job right now is to click that thumbs up and make it green, ladies and gentlemen. And if you've not done so, and if you want to, you don't have to, but I will ask for you to please share the Rumble link out to all of your Facebook groups. Okay? Some of those Facebook groups have 30,000, 100,000 people in them. Imagine the people we could bring to the Word of God if people actually did it and not just said I shared <laughs> when they didn't. Ah. <laughs> uh, I rewatched The Chosen yesterday. I love it. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Let's move on to Every Day with Jesus. Actually, before we do that, I want to pop up something here. Like I said, we were going to kind of be all over today. See if I can... Uh... I don't know why I have to log in. That's weird. 
So stupid. Hold on. I probably got banned from Instagram. That's probably why I have to log in. I bet you I did. I bet you I said something that I shouldn't have said. Let's see. Yeah, usually when you get logged out automatically, they make you log back in so that they can, so you can see that you were a bad boy. Let's see here. Notifications. The moment of truth. Notifications. Nope, I wasn't a bad boy, I guess. I guess I was just logged out. All right. I want to go to, um, let's see. You guys are going to have to give me a second here. I have to find what I had saved. Okay. All right. I want to play something for you because this is a good question. It's a good question that I've had for a very long time. All right, I saw this the other day. Let's pop this on the screen. Let's see here. Give me a second, guys. I apologize. Yeah, that's not going to work either, I don't think. Maybe it will. All right, that works. Let's do this. All right, I want to play this for you. Now, remember, there's been a couple of episodes here on Rise Up where we've talked about what will keep you from the everlasting life of heaven and what won't keep you from the everlasting life of heaven. And we talked about what sins that, you know, we're all going to keep sinning, but God wants us to turn from our sin. So a lot of people who don't understand repentance, they think that you have to be a perfect Christian, that you have to that they think that turning from your sin means that you can't sin anymore or else you can't go to heaven. Turning from your sin does not mean that you won't sin anymore, that you can't sin anymore. Okay? Turning from your sin means that you don't want to sin anymore, that your heart's desire isn't to lust, cheat, lie, steal, dishonor your parents. You know what I mean? Commit adultery. Um, blaspheme. It means that your heart doesn't want to do that. Not that you won't do that. You understand what repentance means now? And it also means that when you do sin in a way that you don't want to do anymore because your flesh has gotten the best of you, that you immediately realize it and repent and say, I am sorry and don't do it again. That is what turning from your sin means. So, Getting back to what I was going to say. So there's a question out there that is, can you still be a Christian and drink alcohol? Do you have to stop smoking pot to be a Christian? What if you are a drug addict? Do you have to quit doing drugs to be a Christian? And here's the simple answer that you're not going to, a lot of people are not going to like this answer, but it is the simple answer, and then we'll get to it. The simple answer is, no, you don't. The simple answer is, no, you don't have to stop drinking to become a Christian. You don't have to stop smoking pot or doing drugs to become a Christian. And here's why. Now, that doesn't mean that you won't in the future. That means that you don't have to to become a Christian. And here's why. Do you clean yourself up before you go to take a shower? 
Eli, do you clean yourself up and wash yourself before you go take a shower? No. Why not? Because you do that in the shower, right? Right? You do not clean yourself up to go take a shower. You go take a shower to get clean, much like Jesus. You don't clean yourself up to go to Jesus. You come as you are. With Jesus or the shower, you become clean through him. You become clean because of the shower. You become clean because of Jesus. And let here's the, here's the moral of the story. If there's any cleaning up that needs to be done in your life, then Jesus will do that. You don't have to clean yourself up to come to Jesus. Your relationship with Jesus by default will clean up any mess that needs to be cleaned. Understand that? I had it all wrong. I didn't know any of this stuff. You don't go... Clean up to go take a shower. You go take a shower to get clean. You go to Jesus to get clean. And I can promise you, if there's a mess that needs cleaning, he will clean it with you together. Hand in hand, together you will clean up the mess. Trick question, wasn't it? Let's go to this video. This is where I got that from, and it blew my mind hearing that. Listen. Let's go over Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I brought this up today because I knew that there was going to be a lot of conflicting opinions on this. And that's the point. That's the point. I am never going to sit here and tell you all the good goodies... And all that we should do this and we should do that. We are here to have discussion. We are here to have conflicting ideas. So that we can find out what the truth is in the Bible. Not from man, not from a pastor, not from me. From Jesus. See what I'm saying? If more pastors allowed people to stand up during the service and have an opinion on what the pastor is saying, 
the church would be so much closer to Jesus. If churches did the way we did things here, there would be conversation back and forth, not just one man teaching you. Because guess what? Just like a child can teach a parent, the congregation can teach a pastor. It's about growing together in the grace of God. The salvation that God gave you through the blood of Jesus Christ. Not to listen to one man teach you about everything. We had that man. His name was Jesus Christ. Everything after that is not about teaching. It's about growing. It's not about me teaching you. It's about you and I growing and learning together, just like the shower analogy. No one person is going to do this for you. We do it together. I urge more churches to have church like this. Have somebody stand up that wants to say something. Have somebody have an opinion. It breeds conversation, which breeds thought, which breeds the Holy Spirit working where there are two or more gathered. Amen. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see more of. Once the Holy Spirit of God comes to dwell in your hearts, that is how we become transformed, says Godchick. Exactly. It's just like this. Nobody gets saved at church. I mean, I shouldn't say that. Some people do. <laughs> United since 1776 says, Jeremy, Miles Guo owns Getter. Do you consider that the same Chinese? Actually, Miles does not own Getter. Miles does not own Getter. He's heavily invested into it, but he was from the beginning. He's not the parent company. But, definitely good knowledge that you have there. I do wish more churches would do this, what we do. I really do. It would be amazing. Majorva says, ask for guidance, forgiveness, and protection every day from Jesus. As often as you need, if you are struggling, Jesus is available every second of the day. Yes, he is. After accepting Christ, your prayer should be clean, should clean me of my addictions, drugs, temper, drinking, etc. Well, it does, but that doesn't mean that it won't come back. But you do need to stay focused on Jesus all the time. Or else when it comes back, you won't be able to get rid of it. Excuse me, get rid of it again. Godchick says, This is a Bible study. There are a few churches that do this type of Bible study these days, and it is a shame. Yes, it is. Jeremy, if, you're never, if you are never able to get clean from your sin addiction after you submit to Christ, are you truly saved? Uh... I would say no. But I, I, I don't know if I'm right in saying that, because it's a long process, and that would be like me saying that a person who commits suicide isn't going to heaven. I would say that God, if you are in a real relationship with Jesus, look, here's, here's a good analogy. Here's a good analogy. If you and your wife have a problem in your marriage, and you fix it, and it stays away for a long time, but it comes back again, should you not fight to keep it... Should you not do everything you can to get rid of it and stay together? Should you say that that marriage is a sham and that we, that we were never married? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. 
So the same thing can be said about that. Just because you're saved doesn't mean that you can't fall off the wagon and make mistakes again. You can. It's a process. So, I mean, I would just say that there is Jesus through Christ. All things are possible, even a heavy addiction. So I, I, I don't know. I, it's a hard thing. It's a hard question to answer. But I would say do what Jesus does. Put it in a parable. Put it in a metaphor. If you screw up your marriage after that you fix things and reconcile things, does it mean you were never married? No. <laughs> does it mean that you never fixed it before? No. It does. You, you did. But see, grace and mercy works in, in, in very mysterious ways. So I, I, I would not say, no, you're not saved. I would say that you've got more to grow. That's what I would say. It's not an either or. It's not you're saved or you're not saved. It's you're not close to Jesus as you should be. You're not as close to Jesus as you should be. Now, I want to play another video for you if I can. I saw this this morning, actually, and I thought this had held a lot of weight. This held a lot of water. Okay? Watch this. answers your question. I hope that answers your question. You will never be a perfect Christian, nor will I ever be, nor will anybody ever be. We just won't. If we, if we could be, then there would be no reason to be close to Jesus. There'd be no reason. For all of you out there that are Christian right now, or that want to follow Christ, or that want to go to church but you're afraid that you will screw up and that God will judge you and the people of the church will judge you, and even your friends will say, see, I told you so. Let me tell you this. There's nobody in the world who knows darkness and knows Satan better than I do. And I walked with him for many years, hand in hand, trying to destroy anything about Christianity or any Christian that brought God around me. And I can tell you this, not only was I completely wrong, but once I experienced the love and the mercy of Jesus Christ, I will never go back, but I will never be perfect. And neither will you. And that's okay. Because it's not the people that are going to harp on you and roast you and judge you's opinion that matters. Their opinion is as temporary as we all here on earth are. God's opinion is forever. God's opinion is everlasting. And that's the only person that you should be trying to please. 
Don't let people discourage you. Now let's get to the verse of the day today. And today's verse of the day I titled, Your Promotion Will Come With a New Name. Last week we had an amazing show about the name God gave you. I hope all of you were finally in your lives able to finally find out who you are and what your duties are supposed to be here on earth. This changed so many people's lives last week. One live from America family member was in her 60s and she said she hated her name her entire life until last week. Imagine that. That is the grace and power of God. We need to get closer to Jesus. It doesn't matter how old you are. We never stop learning of his majestic capabilities and words of wisdom that transcend our lives here in this temporary earth. Now the verse of the day today is Revelation 2.17. Revelation 2.17. And it says this. I will give him a white stone with a new name written on the stone that no one knows except the one who receives it and God. Meaning that the name that God gave you here on this earth that describes everything that who you are that God created you to be that describes what your responsibility and duty to God is here on this earth, that is even temporary and it came from God just like your life here on earth. Because God says those who make it to heaven, those who actually go through all these trials and actually make it to heaven will get a new name, another new name. And that new name, only that you and God will know not even your loved ones, and that's why it says we will recognize each other in heaven. But it doesn't say we'll know each other's names. It says we will recognize each other in heaven. So know that not only do you have a name here on earth, which is temporary along with your body, but you'll get a new name in heaven. It's amazing. We'll talk more about that at 11 o'clock. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bring you out the same way I brought you in, and that's with a little music from Danny Gokey, We All Need Jesus. We've got Sean Farish coming up next with Ungoverned. Please reach down. Make that thumbs up green. If it's not green and you've already hit it, then refresh the video. Make sure it's there. I love you. Thank you for joining with me on Rise Up Every Day. Share it to your friends. Share it to your family. I love each and every one of you. God bless you. Have a great morning. We got the Rise Up Southern uh, American Pecan coming back this week with the decap version as well. So I'll let you know. I'll see you at 11 o'clock. God bless you. Have a great morning. Here is Everyone Needs Jesus. We all need Jesus. I love you guys. See you later.